This episode of the Knicks Film School Podcast is brought to you by our new sponsor, Oakley. When you wear Oakley, there really is more than meets the eye. Don't trust me? Try it for yourself. I've worn a lot of sunglass brands in my life, and I can assure you that Oakley is not just the best looking, but the best quality out there. Head on over to oakley.com for more information today. I'm just going to do a quick reset because free agency is going to open in five minutes and that's going to conclude hour one of our free agency live stream. This is mostly for the the, the podcast audience so we can organize it better. Um, you guys just discussed in the first hour a lot of good things that could happen. It does look like Dante DiVincenzo is headed the next way, but it's not confirmed yet. Obi Toppin, it looks like he's headed out in a deal to the Pacers. Not confirmed yet. and. We're rocking and rolling here. What was that face, John? <laughs> McManaman on uh, um, oh, Austin Reeves. Yeah, the Lakers are prepared to extend a four-year offer to Austin Reeves as soon as free agency opens. No shit. The most that they could offer him is uh, four for 54. So actually, that'll be really interesting to see how that situation plays out because yeah. if, if Reeves doesn't play ball with the Lakers, I mean, you want to talk about something that could F up everything that they're doing if if Austin Reeves goes out and I don't know who's giving him that though you know the 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 poison pill with the full four for for 98 it doesn't seem like that kind of money's out there for a team that's like yeah we're fine having our if I'm the Spurs I would absolutely do it wouldn't that be talking well, like, uh, like think about it okay but the Spurs Lakers rivalry too <laughs> exactly but that's why I think it'd be so much fun like all right you're great. the Spurs we know that we're not going to get Austin Rivers but we also are so comfortable Reeves, with Reeves. our salary. Uh, Austin Reeves. Uh, thank I don't you. think I Austin Rivers either. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it, yeah. Uh, but they were able to offer him this money. They get him. Cool. They don't. They don't help out the Lakers in any capacity uh, two years from now, right? Because for those at home who might not know, the first two years, if the Lakers match the deal, would be um, basically like the equivalent of the average salary, mid-level ish. And then it'd be the the like it would balloon up for years three and four, but, but this year too because the as of now Reeves's cap hold is teeny tiny, and if he goes and signs that offer sheet, all of a sudden then if the 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 only way for the Lakers to it, it instantaneously balloons up to the the first year number, which is I think like a like a ten million dollar difference. So it, I'm trying to think if that would no, I guess that wouldn't impact the Lakers' ability to use the full mid level. I haven't. I apologize. I don't have the Lakers salary cap holds in front of me, but that, I don't think that would actually you. affect that. Yeah, no, bad job uh, by me. Very minute thing to keep in mind. Woj just tweeted that the tax level is now one hundred sixty-five point two million dollars. Oh. Before it was one hundred sixty-five million. That extra two hundred thousand might not mean much to oh. uh, fans, but to the Knicks, every <laughs> every dollar, every penny will probably count. So. I mean, we did. We both did the same math. It's there. If if everything goes as we think it could go, it's three hundred grand is basically separating uh, them from the from the tax line. I think so. Um, could be. Yeah. Okay. Let's keep it going. Uh, Joe Vogel. What's going on, Joe? With a player like Embiid possibly being available in the not so distant future. Um, do you think trading for someone like OG compromises the Knicks' ability to execute that trade down the line? I do not think, and I I trust Jeremy agrees with this, I do not think for one sil- single solitary second the Knicks will do anything, anything that compromises their ability to make that trade, whether it's Embiid, whether it's Booker. I guess that's really it. Uh, whether it's someone that, that has, whose name has not been mentioned that may may come on, but those are the we know who those are the two, and it seems like Embiid is the more likely one to come on the market sooner rather than later. Um, which is, you know, precisely why the I to refer back to the question from a little while ago, why I would do the RJ IQ for OG deal because not only are you retaining all of your draft capital on that proposed trade, but hey, guess what? You know who becomes a potential trade asset to tr- flip f- for Joel Embiid? OJ Anunoby. That's a guy that anybody in the league would want. Now, obviously, there's 
a timing issue there with, you know, is Embiid coming on the market in the middle of the season? You have to wait till next season. If it's next season, then you got OG entering unrestricted free agency. So there's definitely some messiness there. But I think the key thing is, I don't think the Knicks... I would be utterly shocked if they traded any of their own first-round picks with the exception of maybe their 2024 pick that would be protected and then immediately convert to like a couple of seconds. And I don't even think they're doing that, but just, that's the only thing I could possibly imagine. Yeah. That's the the one thing I'll say in terms of pushback from the RJ and IQ for OG thing. If you don't offer the picks, you're not going to be impacted by step in, but you also can afford to be impacted by step in. Cause if you were to offer the 24, 24 unprotected first and Embiid becomes available, you wait till the draft yeah. Um, you still have the Mavs pick, so yeah. you don't have to worry about step in. Like there are ways about it where I still would not do it. I'd rather do the pick comp and then go from there. That, that's to me, that's the most logical move. Um, but they're gonna they're gonna keep their they're gonna keep their powder dry. You could rest assured. Yeah, they could give something up, but it won't be that leaves them in a state where they yeah need to crawl back. Yeah. Yeah, um, they're going to play this thing pretty, pretty calculated. Jason M, what's going on, Jason? If they don't get Dante or Bruce Brown, how do they use the mid-level exception? Uh, I don't think they use it all on anybody. I think they probably break it up. I kind of want to cheat and look at because uh, Fred did a really nice job of. Yeah, I, if you. Oh, all right. First one. Ready? Ready? Draymond Green, four years, $100 million. Maybe that'll save Clutch. (laughs) Shout out Chris Percy. Yes, shout out Chris. Um, If you know, you know. Uh, Torrey Craig uh, is a name that I could see them going after because, again, you're talking about if the Knicks are trying to check boxes. um, He's a guy, or, or I could see them maybe going a different route and basically saying, we're going to ship Obi out for whatever draft comp we get. And we're going to bring in someone specifically to just play Obi's minutes. And that player they signed for, I, I don't, I'm trying to think who it would be, but like someone for like three for 15 with a, with a team option or something or, to, you know, whatever. Um, uh, the mid-level can be a two plus one, right? It can't be a one plus one. It can be a two plus one. I think though. Right. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so like uh, we we talked about the McDaniel's kid who's on Philly right now. It's maybe something they they could go kick the tires on. Uh, yeah. All right. Good. Good for Draymond, and good for the Warriors, by the way, too. It's a good. It's a good deal for both sides, and like the dynasty lives to see another day. So, also apologies in advance for anyone whose question gets interrupted by news coming on. Not personal. Just read and react. Business. Um, Sam L. What's going on, Sam? So excited about this team. We all need to remember the Bargnani days. Yes. Be thankful. Being a Knicks fan is fun again. That's all. Thanks, KFS. Thank you. That means a lot. Let, what's the... Thank you, Sam. What, what would be the Bargnani equivalent or perhaps the Joakim Noah equivalent, depending on if it's a trade or a free agent signing, that the Knicks... Well, they can't do the Noah equivalent right now because they don't have the cap room. Um, so it would have to be a trade. I'll tell you exactly what it would be. It what? would be finding a way to acquire Ben Simmons. <laughs> that would be the Barney that's Hanley. that's a bridge too far. It's the closest I feel like we will reasonably get to that. There aren't I, a lot. I of- got a better one for you. In spirit, in spirit. Make sure I I agree with what I'm about to say before I actually say it. I think it would be trading the Embiid package for Cat. That's but the thing about Bargnani was like, it's it was not a star. Actually, you know yeah, what it probably no, be? totally. It, totally, it was like yeah. an expiring contract, oft injured player, former big name. Hold on, hold on. Wait. White Gordon Hayward. <laughs> <laughs> Boom! It's Gordon Hayward all over again, baby. That's what we're doing. <laughs> I, I I stand by my my cat. Uh, I but stand cat, by my. But my like, cat you're still thing. acquiring an All NBA player there. That's that's the that's not the equivalent of Andrea Bargnani. To it, be fair, Bargnani was like obviously not right, but like the, the, the levels to this, as Ng might say. But <laughs> like <laughs> maybe that was more about Yankees Mets. But this is there are levels to it still. Um, Trey um, Lyles. Oh, Lyles going announced. back to the Kings. Okay. Mm-hmm. Who, if it wasn't for the clutch thing, I would have thought that that was a, a maybe a possibility if, if as an Obi replacement. Um, 
Good shooter. Okay, uh, next up. Juanon, what's going on, Juanon? I'm writing this at 5.07 p.m. My God, we're over, what are we, an hour behind? Okay, not terrible. And Robert Randolph has us getting two new players. It is Friday night. Side note, Jeremy, I'll ask you, because Substack, the new CBA chat GBT, can that work for a summary? Oh, it'd be great. That would save a lot of time if I could just put the CBA into chat GPT. I would, I would love that. But no, instead, I'm going to get to spend a lot of my summer reading through it. And that'll be my summer. All 676 pages of it. But who's counting? God bless you. Um, thanks, Juana. I appreciate you as always. Shout out Robert Randolph. He's been providing much entertainment throughout this week. Um, Andrew Belitz, Belitz. Uh, to do KFS for life. Thank you, man. Uh, thanks for the constant top tier content. Go Knicks and trust the regime. They got us JB. They'll get someone else. You oh. know what? It, I, Hold on. It, All right, yeah. Quickly, quickly. Karis Levert back to the Cavs. Two years, $32 million. It's funny. Curious if any of those years are guaranteed. If both those years are guaranteed, I would gather they are. There's there has and Drew Eubanks two year deal with the Phoenix Suns. Come on down, Drew Eubanks. Get paid. Who reported that one? I want to see. It was, oh, did I miss it? Are you keeping tally of who who breaks the most? No, it's it was more. I I haven't seen the tweet from Shams. Interestingly yeah. enough, um, there's been like no buzz about Levert at all throughout the off season, and like sixty million dollars a year is about is is literally what he was getting paid. I think on his previous contract, because didn't he? It wasn't the last contract, the two year extension for like thirty million dollars or something. I'm pretty sure. So the reason why there was probably no buzz around uh, oh, Kobe White is back three to the for Bulls, 33. Three I would say that it, like the Cavs had to resign Levert. It he is their only continuous soup without it being one of their core four, and he kind of had them Wait. up against a barrel because what are they going to do? Uh, Trey and Prince is going to the Lakers. I wonder if that is a minimum deal. So or that is a mid-level exception. That's interesting. We have someone out of Indy, actually a member of the Blue Wire family, okay. Alex Golden, mm-hmm. um, host of Setting the Pace, reporting that the Pacers are signing Bruce Brown. That would line up, and then they would have given quite a lot of money to uh, to Torian Prince as a result. Um, interesting. If that. That's so you're. They can afford it. They can afford that. Yeah, no, they can't afford it. Um, So what's that team? Kogi is back to the Suns. So is is Bruce Brown their starting four? Oh no, he he wouldn't be a four though. So they got, excuse me, they got uh, Halliburton and Matherin starting at the one and the two. Kuzma back to the Wizards. Four years, one hundred and two million dollars. I what did I tell you before? I said what offer was that would make them. Feel that comfortable. Was, yeah. That's, uh, so I think that's legitimately smart that they brought him back because they'll probably flip him at the deadline. They'll do exactly like the Clippers and Blake Griffin. Although this time it would probably be a wink, wink. Hey, look, we know what we're signing up for. The Wizards now can turn someone who wasn't going to net them much in a sign and trade or just walking into a, val- a viable player. I, they can. That's that's smart for them. I like. That. I think that's a good bit of business. Is is Kuzma a twenty five million dollar a year player? I mean, look, Collins was again the, the the quite literal definition of neutral value. He was it was a salary dump, and it was a second round pick going. The Hawks got the second round pick, right? Yeah, they did. Um, definition of neutral. Kuzma's a better player than John Collins. Kuzma's like he could defend. He could. He's. I know his percentages were down this year, but like he's a good shooter. A lot of those shots he took this year were tough. Like he's a. That's a good player for for twenty five million. A lot of guaranteed money. Um, mm-hmm. We assume. I assume those, it's guaranteed. Yeah. Yeah, I would imagine as well. And for those who wanted Kuzma on the Knicks, think about you'd have to move Fournier's contract outright and then create another. Yeah. No, you twenty five or so million dollars. It just. And with base year compensation, with sign and trades, it just wasn't going to happen. That is, uh, it's a good deal for them. It's just something the Knicks could not have done. It's too rich to clear enough money to get there. That's a, I really like this bit of business from the Wizards. I may be in the minority on that one, but I think that's. I'll put it this way: there was a time during this, at one point this year, probably earlier in the season, where the Wizards were doing a little bit better, and uh, Kuzma was was really 
balling out. But I was like, man, is someone going to give him 30 this summer? Then the new CBA hit, and it's like, okay, well, I don't know. Maybe he's definitely going to get 20. No, I think this is good. This is good. Okay. Um, next super chat. Oh, wait, sorry. Kobe White yeah. actually is, a, it's now three years, 40 million, not three years, 33, as previously <laughs> reported. Th- uh, so this is a battle between Shams and Woj. Uh, three Maybe years, $40 million is uh, DeAndre Jordan's back with the Nuggets. I would imagine it's a minimum contract. Uh, Kobe White, like, I think three years and $40 million is steep. Uh, it's just, I, I'm surprised. I mean, three years, the, 33, I could have understood. That's, it's, it seems a little steep. Not the bad. Best, just, the, the best version of Kobe White, I know they're not identical players, but the best version of Kobe White is Jordan Clarkson. I know, I, I understand I, Kobe yeah, White's a little bit of a better, a better playmaker. He, he, uh, Clarkson's also a better shot creator. Um, mm-hmm. When that dude gets going, I mean, really. Uh, and he opted in for 14, right? Was it for, for 15, 16? So some, whatever. Uh, yeah, it was a little bit more. Yes. But whatever, it's it's around like... It, to, and then to see Kobe essentially approximate the same in annual dollars or close to that in annual dollars, that's a... I'm, I'm with you, Jeremy. That's a, I, I like that better at three for... Three, well, here's three. the thing. Keith Smith just reporting that it's probably seven million or incentives. So a lot of incentives. <laughs> it, well, yeah, it depends. Is it going to be are they unlikely? Are they likely incentives? If they're likely, that's a problem. I would gather they're unlikely incentives given the yeah. actually they may not be. I, we'll see. We'll yeah. see. Um, either way, I, I like three for thirty three better than three for forty. Um, Real quick, did you guys finish your Bruce Brown Pacers thoughts? Well, when it comes through. Oh no! Yeah, yeah, or- yeah, so j- just to finish the just who's starting for them because didn't um, Nemhard kind of establish himself as like their starting three throughout the year? So. I thought there was just a he had a couple nice moments, especially that Lakers game winner mm-hmm. and the the game after that where he solidified. Hey, he's an NBA rotation player, but I don't think he did enough to really make it so that it wasn't going to happen. Where it's like, hey, this is his job. And they have to spend money anyway, and they need to add better talent. So I don't. I think prioritizing him would have been short-sighted. Um, yeah, I, hmm. I don't know. This is interesting. I, I mean, I think Bruce Brown is going to start for them, either at the three or the four. Maybe, but I guess the, your point in pushing back on it is maybe they're still looking for a four. Um, yes. Which they had... Um, I don't... Hold on. Let me pull up my updated totals here. Kata Bates Diop, two years, $5 million to the Suns. So he was a guy. Sorry, Jason. Yeah, he was a guy that some Knicks fans wanted because um, for reasons. Uh, so if the, if this is 20 to Bruce Brown, that takes the Pacers down to 10, which means the much rumored um, John, uh, not John Collins, DeAndre Hunter deal where it would be saving the Hawks a lot of money because Hunter would be inherited into Indy's cap space. Well, that goes off the table. Obviously, Indy could still do something like healed and and something for um, DeAndre Hunter, but I don't, I don't think the Pacers are doing that. Um, so maybe DeAndre Hunter is going to remain a Hawk. We'll see. That's interesting to me. Uh, Brian Benjamin, why do we need another guard like Dante? Well, I that was pretty much what we opened the show with, which is right now, you could argue they don't. Um, but by the same token, you could argue that like, if you're talking about the most fungible, fungible asset in the NBA, it's a player like Dante DiVincenzo, but you know, a, a three and D plus, you know, player wing. That's you, you're always going to get value on the trade market for those guys. That's mm-hmm. the thing. Uh, Lyle's reported it's two years, 16 million plus bonuses. I like it. Two for 16. I think eight mil. That's that's fine for backup four. I mean, good job by him. That's a, that's well, not a bad payday for what he is. No, but you have to you have to consider. Like, I thought, for example, I understand why the Timberwolves paid Nas Reed. I thought that was a little too much. Typically, these backup bigs don't earn a lot more than ten to twelve million dollars. So for Lyles to get eight mil, I think that's a that's a nice contract for him. Um. 
Yeah, let's say it's a fair deal. Okay, um, good stuff. Brian Martinez, I think we should be more open to upgrading offensively at center from Mitch, not Cat, but would link, think Miles Turner is a relatively is relatively cheap to acquire. I do not think Miles Turner is re- going to be relatively cheap to acquire. I think the Pacers would hold your feet to the fire there. There's been absolutely no indication that the Knicks would uh, are seeking a change at the center position uh, unless the big guy in Philly um, starts starts getting. Antsy. I agree. If PJ Tucker wants to trade, you got to move him. And I would imagine the next. <laughs> no, I, I'm with you. I don't think Miles Turner is going to be relatively cheap to acquire. If anything, based on how his entire career has gone in Indy, that's expensive. I would imagine that's pretty expensive. Um, John Krasinski reporting. Yeah. Nikhil Alexander Walker is likely remaining in Minnesota. Man, they're just. Uh, it's so obvious that they have to trade Cat. It's and they can't do it this summer, most likely. Well, I mean, they can. I'm not saying can't is in I, physically I cannot, know, but like yeah. realistically speaking, I don't see many suitors. So, yeah, I hope there are no suitors. For as much as I, tr- I tried to talk myself into the cat thing, <laughs> no, not going to do it. For over 30 years, the law offices of Weiss and Rosenblum in New York City has been home to a team of award-winning, hard-hitting injury attorneys who have a long track record of seven-figure results. Whether you've been injured in a car accident, fall, construction accident, or other traumatic event, Weiss and Rosenblum will work tirelessly to maximize the award, regardless of the severity of your injury, and get you and your family the fair and just compensation you deserve. Call Weiss and Rosenblum today at 212-366-6100. Again, that's 212-366-6100 or visit weissandrosenblum.com for more information. No case is too big or too small. Personal attention to your matter is a priority. Once more, call 212-366-6100. Previous results do not guarantee future outcomes. If you think you might have a case, speak with a veteran attorney, not a rookie. And now, a quick break to tell you about our new sponsor, Bird Dogs. Do you want a pair of shorts that aren't just comfortable but make you look good? Well, Bird Dogs has just what you need. Their stretch khakis are designed to fit slimmer, giving you a truly sculpted look. Bird Dog shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but fit way better. That's because they aren't like regular shorts, which are made of a stiff, restricting cotton. Instead, they invented a cloud knit fabric that looks just like khakis, but stretches. Now, you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. Bird Dogs also use anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all summer long. So I'll ask again, want to look good while being comfortable? Don't hesitate. Head to birddogs.com to check out their full catalog of shorts, pants, and so much more. You can also use the promo code POOL to receive a free Yeti-style tumbler with your first order. Again, that's birddogs.com. That's bird. B-I-R-D, dogs, D-O-G-S, dot com, and promo code POOL, P-O-O-L, to receive a free Yeti-style tumbler with your first order. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. Kevin Daniszewski, back with more. Thank you, Kevin. Uh, two years ago, I walked back to my place from Bushwick all the way from Canarsie while listening to you guys yell at each other about notes. <laughs> Oh man, on a walk, that was, on a, Nerland's Noel is what Nerland's, said. Sorry, I could. I, that's no offense to Nerland that I could not get through his name without laughing uproariously. But uh, on a walk that's spanning two, two boroughs, listening in, go KFS. I think Kevin's main point is that um, times have changed. Mm-hmm. Uh, things are better now. Look how far we've come. Uh, it's only going to get better. At least I would hope so. Damian the Lee, back the everybody, yeah, doing all their work. There, it's perfect though. Like if you are a veteran who wants an opportunity and you can win and use this as a way to showcase yourself, this is a great environment for you to be in. But they have to have the right depth and bench pieces because they could attract a lot of these veterans and they just don't do the job they need. So, uh, yeah, but they're moving fast. Yeah, no. Um, Lee, two year deal with player option. Uh, Drew P, Golden State Warriors. Played DiVincenzo 18 minutes when there were no injuries. Seventh, eighth man. Um, <clears throat> that's fair. I would push back and I would say that if the if the Knicks or anybody else is signing him for $12 million a year, like and also just let's even go a step further. 
I think Tibbs has kind of shown his hand. Like he likes, unless you're in, I don't want to say the doghouse, but like if Tibbs wants to play you, he's going to play you. He's going to, he plays his guys. You know, he, he doesn't like playing guys 18 minutes, which is why he prefers the nine man rotation. If he's going to play a guy a fewer minutes, it's going to be a guy that he feels like doesn't need to get into a rhythm. It's going to be a, a pit bull like Deuce McBride, where he sticks him on the other team and he's like, okay, that dude could be fine in three or four minute stints and he could make his impact on the game. Or Obi Toppin, who's just going to run in transition and go stand in the corner if he doesn't get anything on the break. But like, I think his wings and his guards, I think he likes to get those guys into the rhythm. I think if they sign DiVincenzo, they're going to want to play DiVincenzo. I'd agree. I think there's something to be said of if Brunson does have so many of the keys to run the offense, which he typically does, surrounding him with players that he's comfortable with, where like if, if he's truly best friends with Dante DiVincenzo, which DiVincenzo said, you would hope that there's some level of communication and experience where it's like, if I'm Brunson, I know exactly where DiVincenzo is going to be. Yep, And I can remember that in the back of my head. I know how to find him and what I can do to make it better. So there's, there's an added benefit, not just because of the fact that they're best friends, but because of the fact that they can do something because of how they have worked together. Yep. Well said. Um, man, I wonder how that would... <laughs> I know, What you said about Bruce Brown makes so much sense, especially because like, how would it go over in the Knicks locker room? Yeah. If they were like, yeah, we could have signed your best friend. He wanted to come here. But uh, we we went with Bruce Brown instead. So uh, real quick, the uh, Torian Prince signed for one year, $4.5 million. I am wondering if that... Oh, hold on. Bruce Brown. There it is. Okay. Yeah. Two-year, $45 million deal with the Pacers. That's a lot. Um, Yeah. I think this is the biannual for Prince. Um. And then they still have access to the non-tax mid-level exception or depending on how their finances shake out otherwise. So this Brown contract, it's like, it's kind of like a bizarre world version of the JJ Redick contract with, you know, once upon a time in, in Philadelphia, except like they were, they weren't a young team on the upswing. They were a team that was trying to win which is, um, I guess I'm surprised that they didn't get Brown on like more years because if if the theory is that the Pacers are still a few years away, you would think that they'd want Brown. Like, would you, if you're the Pacers, would you rather have Bruce Brown on a two year deal for $45 million or a three year deal for, I guess, I don't know, maybe three for 60? That's, God, that's a lot of money. So keep in mind, Halliburton has to get a max contract. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then uh, uh, Turner's up and he's only two more years because of mm-hmm. the, how they did that contract extension. Yep. It lines up with Turner's in that sense. So it does. They've got all these young cost con- uh, controlled players as well. I'm trying to get anyone. But he's not. But like, okay. So, but I, I still. Is Bruce Brown a trade asset at $22.5 million a year? Like, I'm not saying. I don't think he, he needs to be. It, <laughs> It's just I didn't expect it to be a two-year deal. I'm I'm kind of thrown by that. Sure, I but, think he uh, stays through the duration of the contract. I, I would, yeah, I would say so as well. Yes, yeah. uh, <laughs> good stuff. Okay, uh, Alex, what's going on, Alex? Shout out to the Substack crew, especially the hardworking Maddie Stacks. One dollar <laughs> subscriptions to the Athletic available now. Uh, hashtag feigned tolerance. We have someone. In uh, the Substack chat, that uh, everybody has theorized is actually Fred Katz, and he he goes by Matt Stacks. And w- Matt Matthew Fred's real name is Matthew. Mm. And Katz and Stacks are pretty similar. There you go. Well, we we I think I think Stacks was made up, but I could be right. I'm saying that they just sound similar. Yes, Katz Stacks, um, and like just. To, for anybody wondering, like, was Denver, why didn't Denver match or this or that? Denver could not pay Bruce Brown more than $7 million next season. So Bruce Brown is making more than seven point whatever million dollars next season. Nikhil Alexander Walker agreed to a year deal. Okay. That's good. We don't know the money yet, but I would imagine it's <laughs> fairly small. Oh, so yeah. There we go. Fred, you should, you should clear this up. Is it you in the Substack Jack in per, or, Impersonating what? someone else. What do we got? Wow. Now? Five years and $160 million for Jeremy Grant. 
What? I I told I, look, it wasn't the first one, but I told you it was going to be an absurd amount of money, and that is a lot Hold of on, money. It, wait, I don't see it. It's uh clutch, so it's Shams. Yep, it's Shams. Holy shit! Get close to the mic. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Holy shit! So, uh, thank you, Jeremy. Mean, you're welcome, Andrew. That would mean that his first year, assuming it's an ascending contract, would be uh, twenty-seven point five nine million dollars. Um, oh my god! I hope they request a trade. That's a lot of money. I understand. Again, this is the Blazers. They got leveraged another season in a row, not in a row, but first it was Norm Powell. Where they had to give him five years because they couldn't risk letting him go. And then they traded him and then they acquired Jeremy Grant and he could sign this four year, $112 million contract. And he doesn't do it because he can make more money in the off season. And then he got one extra year and probably less it, you know, if he had done four years and one twelve versus five and one thirty. but that's still, that's a lot of money. That's woo. Jeremy Grant will be 30 in March, by the way. I mean, look, shout out to him. Um, a dude that like once upon a time was Jeremy Grant was once traded for Ursan Ilyasova and a first round pick, granted. Is that a pun? <laughs> granted. Grant, uh, yeah, we got yeah. It. Uh, my oh. lord, KP is going to get his two for 77 or oh, two for 60. 60. Yeah. Whoa! So here's the fascinating thing we thought okay. there might be this was the most KP could probably, or actually, I don't think it was the most, the most would have been, yeah, around 77. KP yeah. getting this extends a little bit more, don't have to worry about other extension issues, but it's not like he could have signed a three or four year deal extending him, he would have had to have waited six months. So, um, I, I think that's I like that for Boston. I do. I I'm sorry. I just can't get over. I can't get over the Jeremy Grant number. <laughs> it's steep. I mean, it's thirty two million dollars a year. Yeah. I I understand rising cap the whole thing, but like. <sighs> so uh, I was just sent this by Chris. This is from Joe Cowley, who's with the Bulls. Bulls, yeah. Or he covers the Bulls. Says, source just told me that Bulls continue taking calls on Zach Levine, not making them, and asking price remains astronomical. Little has changed since February trade deadline. Knicks have long pivoted off the guard. Game of chicken by AK. So here's where I say, if it's too much for your Zach Levine, that's really okay. I know I've covered him extensively uh, as Troy Brown oh. goes to Minnesota. So I've covered Levine extensively. If it's astronomical, then I want no part in it because it's never been about Zach Levine or bust. So Troy Brown to the Timberwolves is that remind me how it works. If, if Brown signs for the minimum, does that, no, that doesn't impact their, their uh, non-tax pyramid level. Uh, it shouldn't. If he signs for the minimum, it's going to be a cap hit of year two. I probably well, probably there's, there's, there's one of two possibilities. T Troy Brown either signed for the minimum or he took part of the, the mid-level. Right. If he took if he took part of the mid level, then uh, there I would assume out of the Dante DiVincenzo business, um, I would assume it's for the minimum. I but, would too. I would as well. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> there's always there's always something. Brian Benjamin isn't Brown just another version of Josh Hart? Why get him? It feels redundant. I actually do think that there was some overlap in their skill mm -hmm. sets. Completely. Totally. Um, which is why I think Jeremy made the, the point of the broadcast so far, which is like, maybe this is kind of a smokescreen. Oh, um, huge, huge trade. Enormous. You ready, John? I sense you're being facetious. No, I'm being serious. There's a big trade. The Texas Rangers have acquired Aroldis Chapman from the Royals. Oh, is this, is this the wrong sport for us to do that? Are we, not, are we restricting it to just NBA trades? Wait, really? Yes. Jeff Passan just tweeted it. There you go. That's the biggest move That's of the deadline so far. Biggest, yeah, of the day, I would say. Anyways, back to basketball. Um, <laughs> I was, I was about, I was starting to say this. Where like, oh, he was the guy who, and then I, I'm not gonna finish that sentence. Mm -hmm. uh, Congrats on the perfect game, by the way. 
I, I didn't do shit. I mean, thank you, I guess. Like, <laughs> not you, Yankees. Yankees, yeah. not even Yankee fans, because I've seen the con- conflicted Yankee fans. Man, I, I tuned in Everywhere. for some of the discourse on that one. That was, yeah, it was, was great. History. Something. Good times. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it's a good point, Brian. Nick, what's going on, Nick? Thanks for the generous contribution. Hey, fellas, long-time listener, first-time Super Chad. Well, thanks for coming aboard. Every little bit counts. We appreciate you, man. Um, love the work. Would you consider... What would you consider a successful offseason? I'm going to throw this one to Jeremy because you had a, a good tweet about this earlier. Sure. I would say a successful offseason would be adding DiVincenzo. Uh, look, I, I, there's not really a path here for Obi Toppin. So if you're moving Obi, getting... A few good second round picks. I understand that is selling low, but that there is no time is ticking. You don't want to mess with the player's money. It's just, I think that's how it is. I wouldn't necessarily move Randall because I don't think there's a great deal for Randall right now. I don't think there's a great deal for Obi, but it's easier to move a backup for. I would say then if you can find a way to consolidate the roster, but that then comes with the territory of once again, well, who are you shipping out? And that is an issue. That is something to keep in mind. But yeah, I think it's it's adding talent, adding more talent than you had before today started. Um, it's adding more picks to your chest, your war chest, uh, so to speak, even if they're seconds. I guess figuring out a solution would be great in terms of clear, cluttering up or decluttering the roster and um, creating a traded player exception. I would like to, if we're moving Obi, I'd like to generate a traded player exception of about 6.7, 6.8 million, just because that's something the Knicks can use to take on salary, to do all sorts of different things. Uh, A lot of them don't get used, but there are still a good portion that do. It's kind of funny because this would be the first time Brock Aller loved his traded player exceptions in Cleveland. This would be the first time the Knicks actually have a traded player exception that they get to keep because in years past, they have had to renounce them to create cap space for Mm -hmm. like Jalen Brunson or other players as well. So, all of that, I think, is where I'm at. And staying below the luxury tax, which I would imagine they do. So, you know, but it's it's kind of like, uh, I'll know it when I see it. Then I'll, I'll feel good about it. John, what do you have to say? I think the best, the successful offseason is not doing the stupid thing, um, which it seems like they're going to avoid. Maybe famous last words. I, I, oh, man. Do I remember the summer of Timmy? It's Reggie been- Jackson is back to the Nuggets. I would imagine he took the taxpayer mid level. Okay, um, Sorry, but uh, that's fine. Um, it was one day, two days, three days, five days, six, almost a week into free agency. Man, the Knicks have actually—they've been smart. They haven't done anything dumb. And then, boom, Timmy four for seventy-two. My God, uh, what are you doing, guys? Uh, I think as long as they don't do anything stupid, it's just, it's a successful off season. Um, and for as much as you know, impatient um, folks like me want to ship, you know, your RJ Barrett's and your manual quickies out the door for OG Ananobi or, or whoever. I don't think that there's a world where, um, and, and Fred Katz spoke to this a little bit when he was on the other night. I don't think there's a world where those guys are worse next year. Like let's say Emmanuel quickly gets overpaid this summer and let's say they give him the, like a real bag. Is he going to turn himself into like a negative, like a negative trade asset by whatever he does in the season? He's not that type of player, no. you know. So, so maybe just you know, not again, not doing anything stupid. Um, you know, let the let the team continue to grow. I think that's fine. But, 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 but if there's an opportunistic deal to be had there, and it takes you, it takes you closer without compromising any of the things that you don't want to compromise. We know what those things are. That's good too. Just be smart. Be smart. Is OG your number one target? Or is I mean, someone else? Realistic that's that could potentially be available this offseason. I, t- I don't want to say because I I'm not really an OG and an OB guy. I'm not like a huge I'm like I'm I appreciate what he does, and I think maybe he's he, he's kind of vacillated from like overrated to underrated back to overrated to underrated. <laughs> I just really don't like want, want any of these other guys. That's the thing, <laughs> you know. Um, so, as Mensa would say, a lot more bad moves than good. Moves. That's the. Hence my point. The best thing yeah. that maybe could do is it, they could do is nothing. Um, good question. I, I'm going to think about that some more. Maybe if there's another, another target. Um, I liked your Tobias Harris idea. I know that. 
Um, I don't know if it's, it's a just, smart move it, for, well, for that, the long term, but so it's that, and it yeah. creates a very difficult conversation because anything realistically to make the math work, as you guys spoke about yesterday, is okay. Is it Randall or is it RJ? Yeah, and that's that's where it becomes very uh, toxic, <laughs> one way or the other. One way, yes, one way or the other. Uh, Robert Cross with another one. Uh, first time, long time, John. Dirty Dancer wonders why you're down on IQ lately. Um, what is that? Why you're you welcome, be- Dirty Dancer. Oh, you're welcome, Dirty Dancer. Uh, I'm not down on IQ. Um, I think I've spoken about this a lot. I think if I could, without going on a diatribe, if I could summarize it or attempt to summarize it in like a sentence, I think whatever IQ's ultimate ceiling is in the NBA where he reaches his epitome of his what he could be. I don't think that's going to happen on a team that the most important player on the team is another small guard. And that is the case here. And I understand quickly can do a lot. of. He's, uh, you could you could argue he is maybe not the best off ball defensive guard in the sport, but he's He's in the top 10, you know, and so many other things that that certainly don't show up on the stat sheet and lead to winning. He's a winning player. There's no question he's a winning player. Good things happen when he's out there. All of that being said, when push comes to shove and it comes playoff time, which is where the Knicks hope to be moving forward, um, I do think that there are certain limitations about how often you can have those two guys on the floor together. Um, where eventually in these high-level playoff series, it's just like every possession. It's like, okay, get the mismatch. Well, if you give the other team too many mismatches that they can just go pull into the the pick and roll, it's just, you know, you're making their life easier. You know, that doesn't mean you throw them out with the with yesterday's trash. Um, it just means, for me at least, if someone else out there on the marketplace values him at his appropriate valuation, which is a guy like, hey, Let's give this guy the starting point guard job and maybe not ask too much of him, but also give him the opportunity to do more than he could do in New York because they have Jalen Brunson, Julius Randle. That's all I'm saying. Just keep an open mind. See what else is out there. That That's all. I'm not down on IQ. IQ is great, man. I love IQ. Uh that's As nice you're talking, number. Javon Carter, three years, $20 million to the Bulls. I would so, imagine this means that Patrick Beverly is not returning. Well, um, and that they're, y- yes, I, they're going to play him at point guard, I guess. I mean, they kind of have to, but well, it also means something else, which is the Bulls, along with the Wolves and Pistons, were the teams that were mentioned as prominent DiVincenzo suitors by Ian Bagley. Now, I believe that there is there another suitor that I may have missed in some of the reporting, but Lakers could be still Lakers could still be because they still could t- could get the full mid level. Um Bulls are now out of the DiVincenzo running because this is their mid-level because they have no other way to sign um, Javon. And, yeah, this this isn't the buyout. Could this be the buyout? No, the buyout is two years. So this can't be the buyout. So this, this is the mid-level and they mid-level. also are so tax conscious that yeah, so, okay. I don't see. So Bulls are out of DiVincenzo. Um, Pistons are probably out of DiVincenzo unless they do something else because uh, Harris makes 19 and they were... They were only 30 under, right? Yeah, I guess the main question is, did they enter as an over-the-cap team and they can go under the oh, cap? Oh, because they have they have the cap holds. They have they cap holds. An over-the-cap so that team. could be it. But, but, if you're, I, but if the money's the same, or you, if you're not the even change, you're going to go play for Detroit, you're going to go... Yeah. As Ian said, it's um, like-minded. So I think that the... I wouldn't be shocked if it came down to DiVincenzo signs in the not too distant future, because if these other avenues are closing uh, as Metu goes to the Suns on a one year minimum deal, I would imagine, look, I mean, teams want to proceed if they feel like he's just kind of using them. And then the Knicks can just say, Oh, well, you know, it's all these other avenues opened and then closed. So like we didn't tamper because we just waited. We waited for the market to dry up a little worried about Minnesota. In what sense? No, if, if, Assuming that Troy Brown was on the minimum, like, because they could they could reasonably pitch to DiVincenzo, like, look, man, you're our six man. You know, you're 100%. You're a six man. You're the guy. You are essentially going to be our sixth starter here. Um, you know, first sub off the bench doesn't even matter who we 
doesn't even matter who we pull out of the game first. We could pull Connolly, we could pull Edwards, we could pull uh, McDaniel's, we could pull Cat. Anybody we pull, you're the first sub in the game. You know, um, I don't I think they give money. I'm so sorry. Yeah, no, sorry. The, yeah, I don't think they'd give money to Troy Brown and Nikhil Alexander Walker and still and have Divincenzo yeah. back. It's it's less about. Um, like I think DiVincenzo could easily play ahead of a lot of those players, but for a team that is already going to be dealing with some financial headaches, not this upcoming season, but the one after adding DiVincenzo to that mix would be quite a lot for them to parse through. You're absolutely right. And adding the players that they added so early in free agency, one would think that they have told those players you are going to play here. (laughs) And one would think that because they signed them within the first hour of free agency, that they are intending to have those players play here. So maybe it's just the Knicks now. Maybe. So here's the here's the interesting one. We heard DiVincenzo has meetings set up until tomorrow morning. Do we does this drag on? I don't think so. Hey, what's up? Jonathan Macri here with our good friends at Oakley to tell you why Julius Randle's All-NBA season was more than meets the eye. In scoring over 1,900 points this season, Randle moved into 20th place on the franchise's all-time scoring list. He also averaged just over 25 points a night, becoming the seventh Nick ever to do so. Finally, he became just the 57th player ever to top 57 points. How's that for some symmetry? Yes, we're disappointed by his playoff performance, but even so, this season from Julius Randle gave us more than meets the eye. What's up, Knicks fans? Express your style and build a look that's made just for you. Oakley's changing the game, and it's time to discover a whole new world of possibilities. Do you run, golf, train, or just want to look like your favorite athlete? Then you need to get yourself a pair of Oakley's today. Suited for everyday eyewear with frames and lenses allowing for an extension of self and an expression of your personality, with Oakley, there's more than meets the eye. Here at Knicks Film School, our motto is look good, play good, and that's why Oakley is the perfect partner for us. Not a one of us leaves the house in the morning without our Oakleys. And listen up, because it's officially almost summer, which means you need to upgrade your sunglass game now. Check out Oakley.com to get yourself a pair today. Also, did you know that Oakley even offers prism lens technology? Now, I know what you're thinking. GMAC, what the hell is that? Well, it's a technology solely used by Oakley and available for everyday settings as well. Want to know more? Head on over to Oakley.com and check it out for yourself. And while you're there, get yourself a pair of everyday glasses. That'll be sure to change your look for the better. When you wear Oakley, there really is more than meets the eye. Don't trust me? Try it for yourself. I've worn a lot of sunglass brands in my life, and I can assure you that Oakley is not only the best looking, but the best quality out there. Head on over to Oakley.com for more information today. I'm going to close my window before I go blinded by the sun. So you're going to go ahead and take this. I'll read the next question. I'll be right back. (laughs) All right. What do we got? Uh, Dylan Chop Charles. Thank you for the super chat contribution. You're what's good fellas. Just joined. So not sure if you mentioned them. Uh, Trenton Watford and Dylan Brooks are both free agents. Thoughts about them. Uh, Watford certainly young. I don't think he'd see a ton of time. Obviously a forward where if you need to put him, uh, get him on a minimum deal. And if you moved Obi Toppin, there is potentially an opportunity. I guess the main question I'd have is if you're the Knicks, are you are you like, hey, we can just focus on Isaiah Roby? We're, we're already trying. Like we got Daquan Jeffries there. You know, they're similar. I don't want to say similar levels of players, but they're not going to do a ton of difference, especially if they're really not seeing much time, if any at all. Uh, Dylan Brooks, just he'd be the mid-level exception target. I don't see it happening. He's not a Tibbs player. Uh, like there's this well, ridiculous idea that from just because he plays defense and he's like Patrick Beverly or whoever, uh, you know, like a, a Joakim Noah type in terms of his energy, he doesn't do the things that the Knicks relish, right? It's not going to be the shot making or the catch and shoot abilities. It, it just, it doesn't, there's so many other reasons why he does not fit. It's just this defensive persona. And because Tibbs loves defense, we associate that there's so many other reasons for why it does not line up. The efficiency is another factor too. Uh, pretty sure the half court game is bad, but I'd have to double check that. It just doesn't strike no, he, me as. Uh, he's actually one of the least efficient players was, in the game, if I recall of, correctly. He was one of the least high, uh, least efficient high volume players in the sport last year, and more than I think. If you've been paying careful attention to Tibbs now for a few years, and we have, I think you know it's he. 
I think is bothered more by what it what a player takes off the table at the extreme than maybe what they add to the table and like what is Tibbs not like? Like he doesn't like like terrible shot selection for one. What does Dylan Brooks do a lot of? Just god awful shot selection. Mm-hmm. Um, I, Watford, you know, again at the it would they would have to move some salary on the biannual though. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. Yeah, do you think Watford's going to make more than the minimum? He's twenty two. He was, I look again. I'm not going to sit here and pretend I watched a ton of Blazers basketball, but I, I feel like I've there have been enough people that have like mentioned him as like, hey, this is a guy who's part of the Blazers, like what they're doing right. I don't know. I mean, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe you might be right. If I was him, I'd go somewhere where I could play. And maybe sure. he, he's not going to come here and play, which, you know, where I is he going to play? That's my question. I think some, some, the problem is all these shitty teams. They already have so many young players that they drafted in the pipeline. So he's probably, you're right. That's what I'm saying. Like maybe if I'm him, am I getting a minimum deal? Am I getting a two way? Like, at what point? Sure. I'd be, I, he could sign a minimum to sign with the Lakers. Yeah. Living but then again, if you're, if you're the Lakers, like you just signed Prince, you've got Wenyan Gabriel still on the team. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you've got Jared Vanderbilt. How many opportunities are there for you're you right. to really play? You're right. There must be someone. I'll be, let's keep an eye on it. The, Someone will someone will pick him up. Um, next up, Fred Katz. What's your prediction for the first deal to get done? No, we already got that one. New prediction. You're right. Herb Jones isn't random enough. First deal is going to be Trey Lyles back to Sacramento. Two for twenty. Book it. Don't book it. He was close. He was yeah. second. He was second. First was Draymond, right? Well, no, he wasn't. I don't think Trey Lyles was second. Yeah, Draymond went first, and then Trey Lyles went second. Well, de- okay. Depending on which, I guess, feed you're going by, but it looked like Trey Lyles was second. Yeah, but Fred's cheating. He has, he has he's info. Got, he's been reporting in our chat right now, like putting his scoops in the live chat. So this is the you know who at Nick's Film School. You know who I think would have a great idea about what's coming up next is a uh, Maddie Stacks. I feel like Maddie Stacks is super well connected. Clearly, you know. Can I say something? If Fred had any cojones. He would answer this question, but he's not going to. If he was Leon Rose, would he do RJ and IQ for OG Ananobi? He answered it the other night and said no. Well, not okay. that he didn't say no, but he didn't have the offer you did where he was like, well, I want him to it. respond to the offer. Okay, Fred, I like take, I, a, <laughs> take a break from your job reporting on the NBA deadline <laughs> and say secondary. Would you trade? Would you overpay and trade? Specifically, how I'm asking it, R.J. Barrett and Emmanuel quickly for O.G. Ananobi on the last year of his deal. You've already tainted the waters. I haven't tainted a thing. I've assessed the waters Emmanuel have been tainted. The, the, the answer is now irrelevant unless it's in my favor. Speaking of waters, uh, someone sent me a tweet of someone responding to the Carter news going to the Bulls. It's a Bulls fan, and they tweeted, uh, "Anyone got a submersible I can use?" <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> so, if you're thinking about how Bulls fans might be feeling. Right now, who's the most depressed fan base right now? Is let me rephrase that: Is there a more depressed fan base right now than the Bulls? I think there is one. Can I guess which one you're thinking it is? Sure. Hey, my my George's Niang finally came yeah. came to fruition. Only twenty six players late. Isn't uh, it just George? Oh, I maybe he, it is. George. I think he misspelled it. Actually, I think oh. I think Woj is going to re- respond. I think I there was an George's. S at the end. Yeah. Um, we should ask Benji. He's the one who's been going back and forth with him for years. True. Hold on. Uh, is it... Is it... Sh- mm. Cleveland really wanted shooting, huh? Is it Charlotte? That's kind of where I'm at, but I still think the Bulls, because was they're... Was you were thinking of, though? Yeah, no, it was. Okay. It was. Um, Washington's got a good run at oh, that. I'd be happy if I was a Wizards fan. I got new leadership. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's a new thing, but I know it's... Uh, Man, that that Bulls team is just going in reverse and forward at the same time. If that's possible, <laughs> I guess foot on, foot on the brake and uh, and uh, trying to go and drive. The driver has died, and the feet are pushing both of the pedals at the same time. Doesn't it uh, have to be Chicago? Because I'm going through the list, and all the bad teams have the hope of like if you go San Antonio, obviously they're not depressed. Uh, I- Houston's I, not depressed. New coach. Toronto Thompson. is not the best option. I still think they, they but, but Toronto's in this they weird won a championship pattern, but, four years ago. But, but okay. Right, I mean, 
right they, now. We're not talking about four years ago. Right. Yeah. You, you say the most depressing now. I mean, yeah, they can hang their hat on what they did, but I think um, it's got to be the Bulls. Because Charlotte, you could argue they're, they have the hope of what Brandon Miller could become, but when you factor that and the uh, Miles Bridges thing, it's it's depressing. You add in um, it, the other option I thought of was Minnesota, but you have the hope of what Anthony Edwards. Yeah, they've become, got, so. I, I, on on that note, I'd like to make a very quick case for Dallas. You are watching a car accident in progress, which will take a generational player and send him right up to the front office or the owner's box, I guess at some point and be like, Get me the fuck out of here. I just don't think they're there yet. Right. Like, no, they're not. Think, no, but that's yeah. a, that's my point. You're watching. Oh, it happen. Speaking oh. of Dallas, Kyrie three years, $126 million of the player option, a third year. Now they're so depressed. John, they're I would, now they're depressed. I would imagine that Talk about timing. That was perfect timing. <laughs> um, wow. Okay. <laughs> So uh, just just going to put this out there. What? Three-year deal. Player option the third year. How many years is Luka Doncic still in the Mavs? Before he can hit yeah. unrestricted free agency? Three, two, two, uh, two, three, three more years, yeah. So Kyrie is essentially saying, if it goes downhill, I can opt out and probably still sign a contract when I'm, uh, what, 30... Three years old, thirty-two years, yeah, thirty-three. Uh, and if it goes well, you know, maybe he just lines up with Luca the moment he would hit unrestricted free agency. So, I would imagine he opts out for whatever it's worth. But that's a lot of money. He's a lot of time for him to make that decision. You know, it's funny. It's not funny, actually. It's very sad. But I was looking at one of the. I think it was the NBA University, but one one of the charts. Um, where it was true shooting percentage um, crossed with was it like usage? Yeah, true shoot, true, true shooting uh, crossed with usage. But I think it was uh, free agents on the in this class, and there was like a whole bunch of players throughout the chart, and then there was Kyrie Irving in his own stratosphere. He's, I mean, he's just an incredibly gifted offensive basketball player, and that is why people will continue to not only deal with. Uh, I'll pull back a word from the other night, uh, the Michigas, but they will pay for the right to deal with the Michigas. Um, man, Kyrie also took less than the max, by the way. What? Kyrie less took than less the than the max. Yeah. So this, okay. as Keith Smith is saying, uh, should be enough to open up the full MLE for Dallas. Uh, would be again, like, is that DiVincenzo? Is that Dylan Brooks? Is that a different free agent that's out there? To be determined. I, you know, <laughs> I, I'm going to say this, and it implies that I like Dylan Brooks, which I don't. For as much as I could like Dylan Brooks for any team, I kind of like him there and on that on that number. Uh, I think it's perfect. You get Dylan Brooks in there. Uh, he chucks them out of games, and the Knicks walk away with a, a draft pick. So let's do that. I, mean, I think he would make them better in the long run, but well, do you want that energy in the building? <laughs> Potentially, we we should say like the most batshit crazy thing that could have happened today was Kyrie Irving not resigning with Dallas, and that did not happen. So, I mean, the Mavs, look, the Mavs live to fight another day. Let's just say that they they could here. The reality is they couldn't lose him um, unless they were gonna do some sort of a sign and trade, which like what's, what's the sign and trade. And no, if all things were equal, I don't think Kyrie would still be in Dallas, but all things aren't equal. And the avenues for him to get to other locations were very difficult. So I understand why he's still there. I don't think, I think it's a marriage of convenience. It was already a marriage of convenience. And now they like, yeah. And now they've extended the marriage on. Yeah. No, you're right. Ingles is going to the magic. Is it the number that was bandied about? No, we don't have a number. Which was yet. like tw- it was like twenty million when it was bandied about. I wouldn't be it was shocked. Like all of their. Ca- Remember when the Magic were yeah. supposed to be players with Van Fleet and that kind of went by the wayside. Yeah, that did die pretty quickly. Well, they got um what Anthony Black, I believe right six. Picks. That's true. So it kind of and they still have Suggs and Anthony and there's things for them to work out in house. You know what? I I kind of like that they didn't go after a win now guy. Like keep keep playing the kids. They JJ oh, Redick. 
Okay, Middleton's back. Three for 100 and two. Three for 102. That's... So that's an average of, uh, what, a little over 32? 33? Uh, it's 34 a year. He opted out of 40, though. Yeah, but he if he opted in, he may not have gotten the long-term security he was looking yeah. for. Yeah. And who knows what's going on with Giannis. You know what? That's fine. I wonder if this actually brings Brooke Lopez back. I wonder if Middleton took a little less off the... To keep the band together? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's a good number. Real quick, from yeah. uh, The Athletic reporter Fred Katz, uh, he had it in the chat first, is what he wants us to know. He said in the chat about an hour ago, he had Ingles going to Orlando, that that was official. So, he wants credit for it. I, I, I told... I, we refuse? Okay. I refuse. I th- I'd give credit to Matthew Stacks. So Matt Stacks of Substack is who we're giving mm-hmm. credit. Okay. Yeah. Clarified. Good. The Matt Letic. Yeah. The Matt Le- Jeremy, you're mm-hmm. amazing. I swear. Uh, no Fertile back to the Raptors. Four years, $80 million. I uh, includes a player option. That's... Um, Look, they kind of had they had to kind of retain him based on the fact that they traded for him. They traded a top six protected pick. So I wouldn't be shocked now if Van Vliet is back there because they don't have too many other point guard options. Um, Cam Johnson, four years, one hundred eight million dollars. That is I mean, talk about how they were looking to go four years, 80 million. I wonder if we talked about the Pistons earlier uh, or I made an interesting comparison in real life. I would not be surprised if the Pistons said, we're going to offer Cameron Johnson a ton of money, more than has been reported. And then that yeah. said, we can't lose him. Okay, fine. What do you want? And they said, well, we'll, we'll help you out, but you have to help us out. So, so maybe the Pistons weren't turned away by the, uh, by the person we, pursuing. Can we keep it a buck for a second? Always. That's the RJ contract. Uh, it's less. It's less well, for because, 107 guaranteed. Well, the cap, but the cap has to rise, right? It's still a per- percentage of the salary cap. Oh, well, actually, no, because the c- contract kicks in this year. You're right. You're right. Um, who would you rather have on your team? <sighs> That's tough because I do really like Cam Johnson. Uh, he opened. Uh, it's, it's, different, you- it's different roles. That's the thing. It's just, I, I, I'll lean RJ, but man, I do really like Cam Johnson. Who are you going to say? I think I know who the Knicks would rather have. Well, yes. I'm not saying they would rather pay Cam Cam Johnson $28 million or 20, excuse me, $27 million a year. But if the Knicks had their way, I think they would opt for Cam Johnson over RJ. Different roles though. That's, that's the thing. Johnson's probably more of a four. He's not going to be the driving type. The, but he he's a true three driving. four. He could play the yes. three. He's fine. He three. Yeah. It's more how you it's like the OG issue that I was talking about. Like if you got OG in the building and I had RJ out, you need to find a way to get someone to continue the driving because you have to hope that it's the aggregate of OG and Grimes, and it's unlikely to be that. And Cam Johnson's um, a little bit in that vein. Can the, I just say I think there's real quick, John. There's yeah. two different conversations going on there in that question. It's like, who's better or who would you rather have? And between RJ and Cam Johnson, you're not running your offense or any kind of offense to Cam Johnson. Would he fit better off of Julius Randle or Jalen Brunson or in this Knicks team? Potentially, which goes to the OG and Anobi conversation. Also, Fred Katz, Jeremy is saying that Brooke Lopez is probably going back to Milwaukee. We're crediting Matt Stacks with that. Thank you, Matt the, Stacks. I appreciate that. That makes a lot of sense given where Middleton's contract has just fallen. Um, the Macri or an idiot response, by the way, is when RJ Barrett's current contract runs out, when that contract is over, he will still be younger than Cam Johnson is today. Yeah. That's the pushback. And so, what, how might RJ Barrett improve? Forget about in a year, but in two years, three years, four years. Yeah. So I'll still lean RJ for that reason as well. Um, I think it's an interesting question though, right? I would agree. No, it gave me a moment to to have to think critically and I 
I mean, not that I'm not doing that already, we, but I appreciate it. That's what we hope to do here at Dick's Film School, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Inspire critical thinking and drinking. Uh, on that note, Cleveland still hopes to work a sign-and-trade scenario to bring Max Struess to the Cavs, um, in addition to bringing back Lavert and George Niang. That is per Jake Fisher. Um, what are the Cavs sending to Miami in a sign-and-trade? Uh it could just be a traded player exception. Wait, wait, just saying for the no, but the, the, oh no, work they don't have cap space and they can't do it. Yeah, that's a that's a good question. Let me look at their cap sheet. I don't, I don't see. I mean, assuming Levert. Is, oh, it's probably uh, it might be Chetty Osman, or it could be uh, the one and only Dean Wade. <laughs> could be either of those players. Because they, they now have a lot of... But why is Miami... Uh, Miami's agreeing to that because they don't want the, the years and the dollars on the books? They, yeah, well, they're, um, there were concerns about their tax even with regards yeah. to Damian Lillard. So I feel like if they're if that was the concern with Lillard, then they might feel the same way in terms of with everything else. I Okay. I'll be curious to see how that situation develops. Maybe, maybe Struess's market quietly... Um, dried up i don't know we'll see could be certainly could be Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.